0: Welcome to the Body Beauty Show, a podcast brought to you by Cryoskin. This show is devoted to bringing beauty and wellness business owners, expert insights into the industry, what's changing in it and what lies ahead. This is your show if you're looking for tips, tactics and strategies on how you could take your business to the next level. My name is Austin Evans, and I am your host. All right, so before we get started here with uh, our guest today, Victoria Rosenbaum of Victoria Life, this show is best suited for estheticians or those in the hair and makeup artistry space as Victoria is really an expert source of insight for folks that are in that domain. So if that sounds like you, stick around. This is going to be a good one. All right. So today we have Victoria Rosenbaum of Victoria Lou Life. Victoria has been a master esthetician, a cosmetology instructor, and a hair and makeup artist for over two decades, despite still staying a vibrant and youthful 29 years of age. She has seen fads come and go, trends ebb and flow, and has recently made the leap into entrepreneurship with her focus being on life coaching, body sculpting, and personal training. And warning, she's a self-professed, super multitasking maniac, and I quote, (laughs) and may or may not have a secret, Victoria's Secret. Hello, Victoria. Glad to have you on the show. How are you?
1: (laughs) I'm fantastic. You know, that's why my hair is so big because, you know, hairstylists, we have everyone's secrets. So, And Victoria's Secret, yes, has always been... One day I will own it. No kidding.
0: <laughs> hey, yeah, I figured I'd hit you with a absolutely unoriginal joke to start the show today. <laughs> right. And I think and we succeeded. Know, in,
1: <laughs> my so. normal comeback, depending on where we were and typically it was in a bar, would be I would hold up a fist and be like, I've got five right here. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like when I go oh, into yeah. a bar and I introduce myself and they say, oh, my God, are you from Texas? Uh, no, no. Yeah, that's, right? Uh, that's cute. Yeah, I love you in Austin <laughs> Powers. Uh, okay, that's great. All right. Anyway, so I know th- I know the pain of having a name that lends itself to terribly unoriginal jokes. So I yes, uh,
1: oh my gosh, thank uh, you, I appreciate it.
0: Ah, jeez. Well, let's get into something interesting, which is you. Okay. And uh, I figured we'd start from the beginning. So if you've got a brief uh, bit of history on you, what you do today, uh, uh, maybe as a starting point, a bit about how you got there uh, to get the show started today, we'd love to hear.
1: Sure. So I now currently, um, still doing the master esthetician thing, uh, brought it in of course with the cryo skin. And so it all just kind of fell into place. And I am now, uh, also, uh, certified a personal trainer, nutritionist, all that fun stuff. And then as well as, um, certified health and life coach. And so it basically, it just kind of like all falls together and it falls into place. Um, you know, kind of like that perfect trifecta chef kiss, you know? Um, because you need all three, you know, to kind of like to work together and you're working on your beauty from the inside and the outside. And so everything falling into place now, um, definitely been a crazy journey, uh, you know, after, you know, two decades, oh my gosh. But, um, Starting in, I initially started out getting my nail tech license. I went in initially and they're like, yeah, hey, well, guess what? By the way, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You can also get your, you know, esthetician license as well. And we'll just throw in, you know, a couple of you know, thousand hours, whatever. And so I initially started out with nails and skin. And then eventually, like, I knew ever since I was little that I wanted to cut hair, do all that fun stuff. And so I actually ended up getting taught in the industry to do hair while I had my nail and esthetician's license. And so finally went to school, got my hair license, and I'm like, all right, got them all, let's go do this. Um, And then ended up becoming an instructor, uh, always through school. I've loved psychology and also teaching education. And so basically, it's been, you know for me throwing that all together in like in one big, you know, melting pot sort of a situation. And so then, so now I've, I've got kind of like all of those all together. Uh, I started out, um, I did substitute teaching for a while, you know, back in the day. And then I've actually, I had my own daycare, worked in daycares, you know, and then went into education for teaching and got my uh, license to teach cosmetology as well. So, so here I am, got all the things and, you know, throughout all of my, career, it's, you know, you end up being like, you're either like the rock star and everybody's like, Oh my gosh, your life. And they think we're like crazy, like out, like party. Okay. We do party. I'm not going to lie, but, um, <laughs> you know, back in the day, but, um, you know, we've, we've got that everything, you know, we're like the networking guru because we've got everybody coming to our chair, you know? And so like, we get to meet a lot of people and, but altogether, all together, we also are counseling people at the same time, you know, and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, about the kids or, you know, hugs or, you know, wife or whatever's going on. And so I always joked, you know, back in the day that it was like, I really should go get my psychology degree and that way I can, you know, are we closing the door today and we're going to have a, <laughs> a psych, you know, am I adding an extra hundred dollars to the bill sort of thing. But, um, with this, I, I feel like it just, it, it, it evolved and it evolved for, with a purpose, um, and so, um, so here I am and I'm kind of really doing all of the things that I've always wanted to do. And so, you know, so people making people feel good on the outside, but feeling good on the inside, learning how to stop, you know, their own self doubt. And so, which is just such a huge thing, especially like this day and age, like people are so much more able and willing to talk about, you know, what they've got going on with health wise and everything. So it's just, it's a great, I love it. And that's where I, I am.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. What are the themes that I sensed as I was reading through your bio and some of your content on your blog? The rest (laughs) of it is that you are really enemy number one of limiting beliefs. Yes. And given that this is a show devoted to entrepreneurs in the beauty space... I'm sure you brush shoulders with a number of uh, aspiring estheticians and the like that have been laden with limiting beliefs of all sorts of different varieties uh, to, I can't start a business. How can I do that? What value do I have to offer the world? And the rest of it. um, What specific, if you don't mind sharing, this is admittedly personal, out of the gate, but as it pertains to your business that you launched, what limiting beliefs did you have when you set out to start your business and how did you tactically overcome them?
1: Oh my gosh. Um, well, starting my business, um, this one. So, cause I've, I've always, I've only worked for, sorry, apologize. The dog, she's, she's here. So have a life. The doge. Um, and so for like my business currently right now, um, honestly it took COVID <laughs> to, to get me here. Um, I had wanted to go through and do all of this. And so it was like, I was tiny, tiny little steps to get there. And then COVID hit. And I was like, you know what? I literally have no longer had the excuse of, I don't have time to sit down and finish these last few things to get this business going. And, you know, basically it was like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Here's my golden ticket. Walk into the factory and go, go get your gig on and go figure it out and figure out what the heck you're doing. So, um, with that, I definitely, it's, was always like making excuses of, you know, it's like trying to find the time. And it's like, I really truly was, um, at the time working like 40 hours a week. Plus I literally was driving from Vancouver, Washington to Tacoma, Washington, which is a two hour drive. It's a two, uh, a good 200 round trip mile. Um, and so, you know, having that and it's like being able to work on it little by little. And so that one for this time around was my factor. So it's like, I literally just had to, you know, it was just like, you know, put up or shut up. And for sure, it was like, okay, I've got the time. I now have the time. I have all the time in the world. (laughs) So um, I think the school that I was working for was down for maybe about a week as far as like time-wise. And then we put everything back up online and we were teaching cosmetology and estiology through Zoom. And so during the time that my students were actually – in their study hall period, um, I was online and going through and working all my business and getting all my angles and all my, you know, everything covered that way. Um, any other aspect as far as like starting over, um, being a military wife, uh, I've had to literally restart my business like every four years. And so with that, I think I I always love the factor of everybody like, I don't have family here. I don't have, you know, whatever. And it's like, you know, family is only like 0.005% of like your business. You know what I mean? And so they always seem to want, and some people's family might not, but just kind of the general, um, they always want the family discount. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you really have this broad spectrum of like your guests and stuff that come in. And so family has nothing to do with it. You know, not knowing anybody has nothing to do with it because you're going to get out there, you're going to network. And if you want to have it and you've got that drive and you've got that hustle, you've really, really got to, you know, bust your butt. And it's so much easier now. Um, I have so many students that have just said, well, but, and I'm like, y'all have social media, you have no excuses anymore. Um, you know, start an Instagram page, start a Facebook page, you know, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever it is, there's going to be people following you and people attached to you instantaneously. So, um, my takeaway is just, is just thinking that they, they don't have anything to give as well. And it's like, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Um, I swear like a staler on a normal (laughs) given any day, uh, read my blog it's in there. Um, you know, and it's like, and I, I don't put up with people's kind of like BS of stuff. And it's like, okay, well, this is your excuse. So how are we going to get over that? And what are we going to do to move forward? So, and I'm, I'm always the one that's like holding everybody's feet to the fire, get it done. And of course I have to hold myself accountable as well. So, and that's, yeah, it's just, it's getting in there, hustling, believing in yourself and it doesn't matter who, you know, it's who you're going to meet and who you're going to network with.
0: Yeah, it sounds like crisis was the propagator of your. <laughs> yeah, of snack, this last one. <laughs> it was it was it was the vending machine that you had to walk up to, slap a quarter in,
1: and Zoltar so was like, the, uh... "Here you go." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I think you know. It, it seems like a lot of people are waiting for their tragedy or the crisis to compel them to take the action they need to overcome the thing that limits them, belief-wise. Like you mentioned, uh, sort of a, a theme of, I can't possibly do this until this, or I would love to do this, but... you know, Insert the following statement. I don't have... Yeah. Or whatever following <laughs> statement. I don't have the value at. Whatever. I couldn't possibly do that. I think that there's there's got to be a way that you can hack the necessity of a crisis to compel you to take action to defeat the limiting belief. So you might get creative on how you you do that. So I think you you know for a lot of people it's fear that holds them back that produces that limiting belief. And I'm sure you know when you started your your current entity that you're operating now there was anxiety around. Well, what if it doesn't work? What if people don't like me? What if you know? It's like well, yeah, actually. People not liking you is a good thing. Right, Having people <laughs> love you always produces people that hate you, which exactly I mean, hates a bit of a strong word, but it's evidence that you're taking action. And like we always harp on in the show, you cannot serve everybody. Stop trying to do that. Stop trying to be that person that is everything to everyone because you will be no one. To everyone exactly
1: results. exactly you can't be a social sponge you know and that's just it you can't take on everyone's personalities you can't hit every single per- person in your market and and that's okay because you know what and I, that's the one thing i do love about this industry as it's gone from being literally cutthroat like you didn't talk to people you know two blocks away at x salon or whatever because that was like that was oh my gosh that was your major competition so now it's actually gotten to the point where um It's like, hey, we're we're super, super, super busy. I've got this person. I'm going to refer you over to the salon now. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's Mm -hmm. definitely become like very, very tribal. I think it's a very like movement right now. And it's, it's fantastic. And I love it. So
0: Speak to that. What do you mean? What do you mean by this movement of of tribalness? Let's say to, to grossly mischaracterize what you said.
1: <laughs> right. I know. Let's through that out there. Uh, so, like, everybody, you know, find your tribe. Find find your who is going to be there and like kind of empower you and and just keep you know help pushing you rising you to the top. And um, you know, definitely put it out there, like what you want, what you need, and you'll get there. You know. And so, I think it's very much so. We've become a very good community. Um, you know, when people aren't inside the beauty industry, like it's a huge it's huge. I mean, obviously it's international, it's worldwide, but there's still people that like in Japan know, you know, somebody over here, sort of a situation. And like it's it's again goes back to like that networking and who you know. And um, you know, the friends that you have in beauty school, you're still gonna you're gonna run into them at some point in your career. I will guarantee it, you know, at least one person. Um and so it's just become like a very caring community. And it's like, Hey, I know you're doing this. So, you know, I don't do this, but let me refer you to this person. Cause maybe they specialize in, you know, doing this or like they love fashion colors or they've got, you know, people that do injectables, you know, I don't like to do injectables, but Hey, you know what? I've got Sally Sue down the road. She's bomb at it and let's, you know, let's go. We'll, we'll work together.
0: Yeah. I, I'm getting the sense that you are advocating finding your feather and flocking together. To yes. put it in a cute rhyme scheme pattern <laughs> in case you I forget things that are key. Yeah. Find your people. Nothing wrong with that. Listen, you can't be all things to everyone. I know I'm, I'm being this horse to death and have of the last few episodes, but it's so key. And what this means is that you got to be willing to turn customers away either by yes. referring them out or just being candid. Look, I cannot serve you. Sorry. Uh, you know, and there's tactful ways to do that. I tend to be a little brash, right? (laughs) Um, I think people love me or hate me as a result of that. But again, I found my feather and exactly walk with the same. So, um, you cannot serve everyone. Okay. All right. Well, let's pivot. Cause I think, you know, really the, if I had to give some sort of, I don't know if it's so much an insight as just an idea on what you can do to overcome your limiting beliefs and then we'll move on to a different topic here. Uh, mm-hmm. I do want to get into trends and challenges that you are seeing and have faced <clears throat> challenge-wise okay. that is what there's, you know, maybe a, a, a cutesy phrase or, or saying that you might tattoo on your arm or inside the uh, insides of your eyelids. <laughs> For those of you that right. are experiencing <laughs> limited beliefs, which by the way is everyone on planet earth um, is simply elevate your ask. Okay. What mm-hmm. do I, I mean by that? Well, elevate your ask of yourself of your business, of others, et cetera, and, and watch what happens. You know, oftentimes, we settle. And I think the antidote to settling is just asking, okay, well, what, what would happen if I just did this and then asked for mm-hmm. it? You know, what would happen if I asked for a meeting with the CEO of um there's so many um
1: I know like uh, Redkin or whoever, you know, Red whoever company, Sure, yeah. whoever,
0: whoever, right? What would happen what might happen? Ask, 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 and watch so limiting beliefs uh go away. Ask is the neighbor of action. Okay. All right. Um let's let's get into trends. Now you've been in the world of beauty for twenty plus years.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> well, you like I said at the start, you, you know, twenty-nine <laughs> years old. All right. We're not gonna no, say, that right. It I your... look so good. <laughs> Neutrogena, Neutrogena, Neutrogena.
1: No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just kidding. Oh, my God.
0: Listen, I'm not a skincare expert, so you if know. I'm speaking.
1: <laughs> and please, no Swiss whatever. No, no apricot scrub. No.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, all right, Right. This. Yeah, exactly. I used to use that, by the way, as a kid. So uh, I am we an expert did. in we all, all things apricot scrub. They were so well mass marketed, right? They were. They were. They and we were so damaging our
1: face, and so they made money of us. So. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh.
0: Well, we'll uh, we'll talk apricots later on, but let's get into trends. So, I, I would be curious. You know, there's there's a the temptation to talk about the past. You know, what fads we've we seen come and go, whatever. What I would rather talk about with our uh, our balance of time today is what trends are you seeing emerge in beauty, aka areas of opportunity, uh, niche wise, product wise, service wise whatever. What is going on out there in the trenches that you're seeing as the biggest opportunities for aspiring estheticians like you I think
1: right now for sure. Um, definitely lashes, definitely brows. Um, and, a lot of people are starting to actually really to get into the hair replacement. Um, and it's not necessarily like the replacing of the hair itself, but actually, um, tattooing, uh, going through and like tattooing in and so filling in like where people are like, you know, starting to get patches of hair, things like that. Um, that's really emerging a lot, which is fantastic. Um, and, and it's a lot of services without like a lot of super evasive, you know, or invasive, you know, things going on. And I think it's more, um, they want, they want like more, less downtime, you know what I mean? To recover and things. So, and of course, obviously cryo, you know, comes into that as well. But, um, and I think it's, it's an ebb and flow and it's basically a lot of it is stuff that's it's been around and, and I, it, it you do have to go back to the past. Okay. Cause any, anything in fashion beauty industry has a 20 year repeat, you know? Um, and it, what it is, is we started out, let's say flappers, right. And then it comes back in, you know, 40 years, the hemlines change, whatever. Um, but it's basically taking what we've known in the past and just making it better. Um, and it goes along. I mean, you can go across the board, any aspect of beauty, you know, hair products, aesthetics, you know, with like masks and peels and things like that. But I think for sure. So like where like the brow and the lashes come along is back in the day, it was, you basically could do, um, tinting so you would tint your lashes tint your brows you could do lash perms which is like basically curling them and there's like little tiny people think of like they're trying to think of these little straws right but it's not there's just a little piece of rubber you put on your eyelid and um basically and now it's uh brow laminating which is basically a a brow perm and it's getting your eyebrows you push straight up and then you've got them all like nice and you're not having to add anything or go through and do if you don't want to do the tattooing aspect of it and so I think it's just, it's, it'll be really interesting to see, because it's still ramping up a lot. Um, even though it's been out there for a while, It's it was really quiet. Um, I'm going to say and go back to at least, gosh, five, 10 years, like no joke. Um, With all that and that actually all started with the initial permanent cosmetic tattooing back in the 80s, you know That we saw people doing and so it's like I said, it's just it's taking those things and they're making them better And we have like the technology and the resources and going in scientifically with it all
0: Hmm interesting. Yeah 20-year cycle i'm i'm thinking lion king the circle of life right for beauty
1: (laughs) Well, you know we've got Uncle Scar, and we're getting rid of his scar with all of our, you know, microdermabrasion and peels, and yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> injections. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. Well, as long as bell bottoms don't come back, I'm a happy camper. So
1: right, uh, right, but, right. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: we shall see. We shall see. Well, cool. Um, You know, I think we're, we're getting close to being out of time. So why don't we why don't we wrap up with some tact uh, tactical tips? Let's say are actionables. um, I think the best way to get at what those might be would be for you to share any sort of key insight that you know that no one else or maybe few know um, or maybe <laughs> fail to execute well right? when it comes right. to taking your business to the next level. Obviously, uh, that is a question laden with pressure no pressure though. I know. <laughs> God, don't, oh, God, don't get it wrong. Oh my gosh.
1: Um, don't blow it. Well, you know, and honestly like going with like the, don't get it wrong. It, God, don't be afraid to put it out there. You know, I think it's definitely the thing. Um, and I, and it kind of goes back to a little bit, you know, a few minutes ago when you were talking about like the, put it out there and ask my favorite thing is, and it's like, and I say this to my kids, I say this to like, to everybody. And it's like, ask, what is the worst thing that's going to happen? They're going to tell you no. And if that's the case, then you go back and you're like, okay, cool. So they didn't like it. I'm going to go present it to my other person. It's like, it took what Edison, like, I don't know how many millions of times to like, to finally invent a light bulb and all that stuff, but it's just consistently be consistent, get out of your own way. Um, and sometimes you got to take a really good, hard, realistic, um, you know, come to Jesus with yourself meeting and what are you doing to get out of your own way? I know like mine is a relationship with money. Um, I don't hate money. I like money. I like money a lot. Um, but it's like just the simple thought of like, not feeling that you're worthy enough to have that money can put you on a spiral and it's not in a good way. Um, so start asking for positivity, start getting, you know, it's okay to ask for abundance. There is legitimately abundance in the world as much as you want. Um, and it's your own belief of what you're, you know, you're putting out there for sure. So, um, I think it's just, like I said, just get out of your own way. And my thing that I do that helps me is I wake up every morning 10 things to be grateful for, let it be my piggy toe up to the, my tip of my head, be my health, my kids, my you know family, I have a roof under my head, over my head, wherever, somewhere. Um, and then at the end of the day, I find there is always, you could have the worst day, but somewhere in that day, there was one thing that happened. That's a silver lining. Um, you know, and it could be that, you know, just the fact that you got up on the right side of the grave, that's always a plus, you know? So, um, just being grateful for the things you have and just going forth that way. Um, and just not getting sucked into a negative set mindset.
0: The quality of your life is largely determined by the things of which you choose to focus on. That was one of the key findings from, uh, Danny, Con- I think it was Danny Kahneman's research or Danny uh, Goldman. I think it was Daniel Goldman, um, key, uh, psychologist and, um, influencer in that, uh, domain. So, yeah, I, I completely agree. And actually, to that point, this is, a, this is a perfect segue to a close here, Victoria. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with an insight from Thomas Edison to those of you who are lacking in the uh, persistence and, um, let's say, or lacking on the persistence and tenacity front. Okay. So I did a little search for how many attempts it took Edison to figure out the light bulb. Here's what I found. Thomas Edison's teachers said he was too stupid to learn anything. He was fired from his first two jobs for being nonproductive. And after a thousand unsuccessful attempts at inventing the light bulb, he invented the light bulb. There's a guy with persistence and tenacity and zeal that would take not anything other than success as an answer, but guess what? He failed a billion times before he got there. So, um, never forget the power of tenacity and zeal and uh, continuing to chug uh, long. Um, cool. Well, Victoria, it's been an absolute blast having you on the show. I wish we had more time. We'll have to have you back know, down right? the line for another, <laughs> uh, for another show. Uh, but thanks for stopping by. And listeners, um, you know, speaking of Victoria's uh, suggestion of effectively keeping a gratitude journal, um, that triggered a reminder in my head of a course that was put up by Yale university called the science of well-being, uh, memory serves, it was the the most attended and registered for course in Yale history, blew the doors off their expectations, et cetera, et cetera. It's a, effectively a course on happiness and well-being and contentment. I mean, obviously hence the name. Uh, but if that is you out there struggling to to find ways to elevate your ask, to find ways to overcome your limiting beliefs, and you really want to uh Increase the quality of your life, I would suggest immensely registering and signing up for that science of well being course uh, by Yale University because it is absolute gold. You can thank me later, you will love it. And on that note, Victoria, it's been a ball, it's been an absolute uh, blast. We will have you back again here in the future. And um, again, thanks for stopping by.
1: Yeah, thank you. Fantastic. So it was great. I had a blast.
0: Awesome. Hey, and actually in actual closing, where can our listeners find you? How can they connect with you? Where do you live on the webs and uh, the rest of it? How can they get in touch?
1: I am honestly just at life.com. Keep it short and simple and sweet. Um, on Facebook, the same thing, and as well as in Instagram.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the Body Beauty Show brought to you by Cryoskin. We release new episodes every week, so stay tuned as we continue interviewing the best in the business so that you can get the insights that you need to take your business to the next level. Connect with us over at cryoskin.com to learn more about how we're helping beauty and wellness business owners add the latest in non-invasive fat loss technology for no upfront cost. Thanks again. We'll see you there.